Welcome to another edition of the All Around Game Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Prinny, joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Seth Dugan. Seth, what's going on? Not much. It's good to be back. Great to be back. Great championship game last night. What would you think? Oh, I loved it. There's, I mean, I think people are just out of control. You saw all the stuff, wow, this isn't a good game, this and that, halftime, and... They had to Even, eat it. They I had mean, to eat it. Before the game, too. Yeah. Uh, people were talking about how it was uh, not going to be a very good game. The game was going to be first to 50. Um, and it was actually the highest scoring first half of the final four. Um, with, uh, I think, Virginia was up like 32 to 29. But uh, great game. Great um, end of the college basketball season. And, and a great story for Virginia. Um, I tweeted this out last night. I'm really happy for Tony Bennett, and I'm happy for um, Virginia after what they went through last year, uh, losing to the 16 seed UMBC, for them to come out this year and go from the worst loss in probably NCAA tournament history to turn it around, win the national championship with mostly the same group of guys. That speaks volumes to their resiliency, their mental toughness, and, uh, and the type of program they have. So... That was that was cool for me to see at least. Yeah, storyline was great. Like what you touched on. Uh, very happy for for Tony Bennett. Seems like a really good guy. Mm-hmm. I like him. He's my read on him has always been he's really just clean cut kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like the way he coaches, kind of like Jay Wright a little bit in my yep. opinion. But I really like Tony Bennett. Anyway, um, I, and, and I think the difference for Virginia this year was. DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. You know, he didn't play in the tournament last year. He played this year. Look what happened. And, of course, they have their, their two guards, which were playmakers and shot makers. But he hit yeah. some shots down the stretch that were. You know, DeAndre Hunter had a rough tournament offensively up until the final four, up until the second half against Auburn. And then he, and then he turned it on against Auburn. But then in the first half against Texas Tech mm-hmm. last night, he didn't play real well. But. One thing with DeAndre Hunter that he's always going to give you is he is a great defender. He can guard any position, one through five. He he guarded Jarrett Culver for Texas Tech most of the night last night. Consensus top ten pick, and uh, and five made him for twenty two. And yeah, Culver was five of twenty two. Um, he did not play a good game, and I'm going to give DeAndre Hunter a lot of credit in that, um, guarding him and uh, and making life difficult for him. The difference of style in basketball, or in defense, I should say, was really interesting last night because you saw Texas Tech try and extend, deny, switch everything, and then you saw Virginia pack it in, make you shoot threes. And both defenses really worked, but the difference with Virginia was Ty Jerome, in my opinion, when things broke down late in the shot clock. He created plays, and DeAndre Hunter a little bit in the second half. But in the first half, really Ty Jerome was able to go one-on-one, get in the lane, and either make shots for himself or create for others. I was, uh, I was really impressed with Ty Jerome last night. And then Kyle Guy, he was great. All Final Four, we obviously know he hit those three free throws in the Auburn game, plus the three-pointer in the corner before those free throws. Had a great game last night. I think he had, what, um, 24 points? You know, 8 of 15 shooting, 4 of 9 from 3. I thought he played a great game last night, too. Yeah, I don't – who got most outstanding player? Kyle Guy. Yeah, I think you could have picked any one of those three guys really and yep. gave it to him. Like, you can't argue with that. So, I, I, all three of them played a heck of a game. So. Um, real quick, 
regarding Texas Tech and uh, and Chris Beard. He's been a Division One head coach for now four years, and um, he's made three NCAA tournaments, won Elite Eight, won Final Four. Um, I really like the way that Texas Tech team plays. They play hard. They play together. Um, Texas Tech basketball I don't think is going anywhere, and uh, I think they've got a really good coach there, and I'm surprised that UCLA did not <laughs> try to make a run at him. Now, maybe they just didn't want another – head coach to turn him down and, and have the public turn on him even more. Why but, would he leave that spot? Why would he leave Texas uh, Tech? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just saying I'm surprised UCLA didn't try and go get him. Yeah. But yeah, that's, he's that's gonna true. he's a good great coach, great program. And like you said, going back to the kind of their system they run, it was interesting to see like what they did to Michigan State. Yeah. Which was when they I mean in the post they just there's guys flying around they had like three guys and they would just rotate out of it and then yep. you, Virginia didn't really have that true post Mm-hmm. I mean, Diakite, but he's not really a post mm-hmm. presence. Right. What they did was more extend and, and really uh, not as much pack it in, you know, kind yep. of go after the guards. So that was, that was interesting. Yeah, it was definitely interesting to see the styles of play. And I give them credit. They took Virginia out of what they want to do because Virginia is a lot of down screen, flare screen, uh, yeah. blocker mover motion type offense. And with Same Texas Tech thing. switching one through five, it made Virginia beat them in a way that – Virginia hadn't really beaten a team all year, which was which was one on one, create yep. off the bounce, and give Virginia credit for finding a way to win, even when a team takes away what you're what Go, you're trying going to do. Into the game, it was going to be who whose guards made the most plays off the dribble because they weren't going to mm-hmm. be able to just run pin downs and curl off them and play easy two game action. No, it was going to be whoever made the plays off the dribble. Ty Jerome did a great job doing that. And Kyle Guy and, and DeAndre Hunter hit clutch shots. Yeah, that that was the that was the difference in a game in the game. Terrific championship game. Um, obviously, uh, with with Texas Tech and Virginia, and then going with the whole Final Four um, with Michigan State and Auburn. Michigan State beating Duke. Just real quick because we haven't had a chance to uh, to talk about it. How impressed were you by Michigan State's win over Duke? And do you agree with the people who say that the Final Four would have been would have been a lot better if Duke and Zion Williamson would have been in there? Uh, I don't think it would have been better. I mean, it might have been drawn more attention and, and more media, but I don't think it would have been better. I mean, I, I think Michigan State was was worthy of being there. They did a great job. Um, what was your other? <laughs> well, no, that that was the main one. Was just you know that there was going into the final four. It was well, there aren't any blue buds, bloods. You know, Zion's yeah. not there. The the ratings are going to tank. It's not going to be a good final four. These are all, none of these teams are real exciting, if that's the right word, as far as their style of play. Kind of like how Duke has that flair with Zion and RJ. But, that's, that's but I think I think there was terrific basketball in this final. I four. I think that's a false. That's a that's a fabricated. I think that's media I think that's more these days. I think that's the more. four toughest teams made it to the final four. Yep. Four toughest teams. Auburn, I didn't get to see a lot of them. They didn't have the greatest year, but they played strong at the end of the year. Tough basketball team. Yeah. Very I mean, tough. they shoot threes, but they're defensively tough. Yeah. Obviously Virginia and Texas Tech, and I think Michigan State was really underrated defensively. Oh yeah. Tillman was great for that defensive system him and Gones and of course, you got McQuaid. So four toughest teams, I think, were in the Final Four. I, I definitely agree, and I feel like and I think that Duke would have gotten beat worse. By Texas Mich- Tech? Yes. 
Well, Duke beat Texas Tech earlier in the year. Yeah, now, and, and up at Madison Square Garden. But again, that was Texas Tech wasn't playing as well as they are now, or or as they were at the end of the year. The one thing that I will say is I feel like that that take that kind of well, there aren't any blue bloods. This Final Four is going to be boring. I think that was more for like you said, the media and just the casual fan. But for basket for basketball people and you know people in the sport of college basketball and people who follow it on a regular basis, I think the Final Four really delivered because there was there was great basketball being played and these two teams are an example of um, of the fact that if you play bat if you play the right way if you play tough if you play unselfish and you guard you know you can win the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. They were all close games. I mean, mm-hmm. Michigan State, Texas Tech was a pretty close game. And yep, towards until, the end, pulled away yep. ten point game. But uh-huh. yeah, I, I I think that's a false media fabricated that people. By you said it exactly. People don't really know the game. They're just looking at the the history and the tradition of these programs. They're not looking at what these guys can actually do and the co- what the coaches are doing right now. So right. Yep. And yeah, three. Yeah, I'm not getting into the, <laughs> all of the coaches. But. Um, so I want to shift gears a little bit because today is Tuesday, and on Thursday, Augusta National is going to be front and center in the sports world. And I know Wednesday at 3 p.m. is Wednesday, part three contest. Yeah, so, so that's so when may, it, maybe maybe 24 hours from now. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, obviously the Masters is a time that, that you and I look forward to a lot um, as golf fans. So let's let's talk Masters. We haven't talked golf since I think it was the match with Tiger and Phil. Um, and then before that we hadn't talked. I, I can't remember when the last time we talked golf was. So give me your thoughts on the Masters here coming up this week. <laughs> I, I could spew golf information Who's been playing well? Who who won last week? Corey Connors won last week. Uh, he was a Monday qualifier, uh, barely got in the tournament. Played a terrific four days of golf. First win. Him and his new wife Mallory. Congrats. Uh, but anyway, I could spill all that. I could say Kevin Kisner won the match play the week before. That's not going to matter because in these days, anybody can win. Mm-hmm. And you can't just sit here and list off all these names. You can list a couple, but I'm just, for the first time, I'm not going in rooting for anybody. I'm just looking forward to, I hope it's a good turn. I hope it's competitive. I hope there's like seven or eight top names that are on the top of the leaderboard going into Sunday, and it's a terrific finish. I'm not going to try and comment on who I think is going to win, because, <laughs> and I'm not going to talk about the course because the course is, doesn't need to be commented on. It's Augusta National, Amen Corner, the par 3, uh, 16th, uh, and then the 17th and 18th par 4. You can't can't beat it. So I want to talk a little bit about Jordan Spieth. You haven't heard a lot of him this year. Um, much has been made about his putting woes um, and how his putter has really kind of left him. Last year was, a, was an extremely disappointing year for him by his standards. But historically at Augusta National, he has played very, very well. So, yeah, he's not coming in with a lot of momentum, but he's kind of got history on his side, and he always seems to play well at Augusta. What are your thoughts on Jordan Spieth heading into the weekend? Obviously, he has a chance to win, but are we going to see the Jordan Spieth that we've seen at Augusta previously, or are we going to see the Jordan Spieth that we've seen over the last year, which is struggle with the putter, 
and not really not really in contention. You know, I didn't know this. He got married last year, and I, I'm not blaming that for his issues, but of course that takes away a little bit of concentration and, and practice time, all that stuff, and that, that's deservedly so. This year he struggled a little bit. Um, putting hasn't been great. Last week he was in the Valero Texas Open, was I think one of the leaders after the uh, 36 holes, was right up there in the lead. Saturday came out and shot a 42 on the front and mm. rebounded with a, mm. like a 36. So I still think he – or no, 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 he shot even part of the day. So it has been 42 and like 29. Wow. So he, that's as good as he can get and as bad as he can get. Right. So and then Sunday I think he was even part. So I think the thing with him is consistency. And it's, for me, being a, just a play-for-fun golfer, familiarity on a course that I've played well before yeah. gives me confidence Gets right. me feeling good, and I think he's got a shot anytime he goes to Augusta National. So I think he'll play. He'll be respectable. I don't think he'll win, but I think he'll have a good outing. Yeah, you know, I'll be interested to see how he plays, and I'm also going to be interested to see how Brooks Kepka plays. <laughs> I haven't heard Brooks Kepka's name since he won the PGA Championship, but let's remember this guy won two out of four majors. He won half the majors back last back. year, um, he's, and he's already won a U.S. Right. Open before that. Now, he – Again, like you said, you haven't heard much from him. I don't even know how many tournaments he's played in. I don't know either. Um, but obviously he's a guy who has proven that he can do it on the big stage. And then another guy I look at is is Francesco Molinari from Italy. He's really come on the scene. I think he won the Quicken Loans tournament last year and then won the Open Championship, uh, which was obviously a huge win for him. And then in the, in the match play a couple weeks ago, he won a match six and five. Like yeah. that match was over after – I believe it was the 13th hole. So he has the ability to get hot and really turn it on. He's, he's a very solid, solid golfer. Yeah. Um, so those are two guys that I'm kind of looking at this weekend. But you hit the nail on the head. With Augusta, you never know. Any of these guys can win. And, yeah, and I think more than any other course that they play throughout the entire it's a, it's a thinking man's golf course. You're not going to overpower it. I look For me, I'll give you one guy. Matt Kuchar has had a fantastic year. Yep. Played in Valero last weekend. Had a good showing. I gave his top ten. Had a great showing in the match play. Match play was in the final. He lost to Kevin Kisner, the champion, in the final final day, final pairing. So he he's won two or three times already this year. So look out for Matt Kuchar. And look out know, for Kevin Kisner. And Kevin Kisner. But and I mean, here's kind of a guy that's talked about a lot, but has been playing well this year is Rory McIlroy too. Yeah, he's he playing play well. well. I think he was listed as the favorite. Yeah. Um. When when the uh, when the pairings came, came out, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, real quick because you know you know we have to you know we have to. My guy Tiger, what's your outlook this weekend? Try not to be too biased no, no, because no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not. I'll I'll take care of all the bias. Go ahead. You I'll, you so you, you, tell, you do the Tiger stuff. I'm, I'm not, not doing I'm not, the Tiger. I'm not going to do the Tiger stuff. Well, how about this? I'll build him up so that you can tear him down because I feel like that's what you're going to do. You go Look, ahead. He had a great showing at the match play, in my opinion. Great, now, great showing. He he beat Roy McIlroy. Who did who's, he lose who's, to? Who's the who, betting favorite? Who did he lose to? Do you even know his name? I I Beersen Beersen. Is that how you pronounce it? You know, what? I forget his name because that was the first time he's ever even been. Uh, in the, I'm, I think I'm gonna, a PGA I'm event. gonna look it up right now. Well, he beat your guy Justin Thomas too. So let's not act like. Let's not act like, and I'm going to. And he's I'm, got game. Let's I'm not, looking up his not, name right now. Talk, and Tiger talk. didn't play bad. Tiger was up the majority of the match, and then this guy went out, and he took the match from Tiger. I give him a lot of credit. 
for that. Let uh, me look up well, his name we're right We're not going to talk, talk down about him. He's a great player, obviously he's a professional. But, I mean, it's Tiger Woods, and you you got beat by – Beer guard. Beer, yeah. Beer guard. Now, again, like, like I said, he beat Justin Thomas earlier in the week, and I think he beat someone else of prominence. So, you know, he, I – Again, I, I watched most of the match. Tiger was up the whole match. And then Beergard, at the end, I give him credit. He went and he took that match from Tiger. But Tiger played well, and he beat Roy McIlroy in the first match. And you just well. said Roy's been playing great golf. But he didn't play well in that match. Just but jump. Tiger still beat him. Maybe that intimidation factor caused Rory to not play well because well, he's playing with Tiger. Didn't work in the just like Just like at the uh, Tour Championship when he was playing with Tiger and – Oh, please. Tiger ran away with it because Rory couldn't handle the intimidation of playing with Tiger of, on of a, Sunday. Of a field of 30 players. So, anyways, I think Tiger's got a great shot this week. Here, and, and here's why I think that. Like you said, Augusta's a thinking man's golf course. You're not going to overpower it. Tiger's not in his overpowering stage anymore. Part of Tiger's downfall has been guys have – you know, a long course, guys hit 300, 300, 350 with their driver in the middle of the fairway, and they've got a wedge into the hole when Tiger's hitting maybe 250, 300, and now he's hitting a longer iron into the hole. Well, with Augusta not being as long, kind of being a strategic thinking man's golf course, I think his iron play is going to be very important. He's won that. I know he hasn't won there since 2005, um, but he putted the ball better at the match play, in my opinion. So... I think Tiger's got as good a shot as anyone to win this Masters. Jeez. Um, scratching my head right now. For you, know, you can't see me, obviously, but I'm scratching my head. I got my hat off. Uh, that's fair, but here's the thing. is, Yeah, his irons are going to have to be hot to put it close to the hole so he can just tap it in because his putter has been just – His putter improved at the match play. His putter one, improved at the match event, play. And the Masters – more than any other term, you got to be able to putt it, and your short game has to be on it. I, I agree, and so, I will say this. So if he's not putting it close with his irons, I think there's no shot. He has but no shot. If the, the his iron play is the best part of his game, like the, let, yeah. let's be real. If there's if there's one thing where you have where you have to say you have to be great at, Tiger Woods would want it to be his irons because I feel like he feels the most comfortable with his second shot if he can get it in the fairway. His distance well, control with his too. irons have, have historically and recently since the comeback have always been spot on and the best part of his game. And since the comeback, his downfall has been his putting for stretches and then the big stick off the tee for stretches. Well, well that's that. Let's be honest. you got to have all three parts of your game clicking. Yeah. And, and yeah. like you just said, off the tee, if you, put it, you, put, you go wayward off the tee, you, you're not putting yourself then, in a position right. to get close to the hole. So then, you can't then putt, and yeah. then you're then your irons, your Then your irons can't They can't help carry you. It. So right. he's – two out of three of his – of the of the major parts of your game have to be – at least have to be great. And then and the then other the has other to be serviceable. Has to be good or ser- – right, right. So and – if, And if you have all three, you'll probably run away exactly. with it. Exactly. So Big. you're not going to make a pick? Real quick, t- tell me about Phil. Talk about Phil, because I know that's your guy. Uh, Talk about Phil. I <laughs> I don't know, man. I I really don't know. I, I he could surprise me, but I'm not I'm not getting my hopes up. You don't anymore. have high hopes for him. No, I don't have high hopes for for either Phil or Tiger this this week. Talk to me about why you don't have high hopes for Phil. What about his game? Has and I just haven't seen him a lot. 
I, yeah. you know, we saw him early in the the Hawaii uh, yeah, swing or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But I haven't, I haven't seen him. Did, did, Something's telling me that he won. He won an event, didn't he? I don't know. You got your computer right there. You I, can look I've, it up. I, I, I mean, uh, he won. Uh, obviously, he won the match against Tiger. Well, um, yeah. But you know that was back in November. Uh, I don't think he was in. He wasn't in contention at the match play. I'm not. I don't think he was in contention at Bay Hill. Um, you looking up his last win here? I'm trying to here. I'm trying to. I feel like he won for some reason, but maybe. Oh, did he win the uh, the Pebble Beach? He might have won out at Pebble Beach, or but he might have had a good finish. I feel like he won at Pebble Beach. Uh, maybe not. I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, I just haven't seen him. Yeah. Uh, have not seen him at all. Um, like I said, he could surprise me, but I think if I'm gonna make a pick, yeah, let's let's make picks here. Let's make picks. You go first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did well, win. He did win the Pebble Beach Pro Am. Okay, so that's what I was. Okay, so he so did. He I haven't seen him okay. since. Okay. Um, when was that tournament? Uh, it was early in the year. Was, okay. I think it was January, February, okay. February. All right. Um, so making a pick. Let's give a pick and then a sleeper. Would not be surprised about Kuchar, but he's not. A, I, I'm picking Dustin Johnson. My sleeper is going to be Paul Casey. That's a great. That, I like that. I like that. Can you take a guess who I'm picking? Tiger. Yes, I'm picking Tiger. Yeah, you pick him every and I year. feel very confident about it. And your brother, Reed Dugan, agrees with me. Tiger's Tiger's taking home the green jacket this year. Um I'm I'm picking Tiger, my sleeper. We talked about him earlier, Kevin Kisner. I think he's playing great golf. It feels like in the pat in these past several majors, he's been in contention after the first day or two and then kind of fallen off. Um, I like the golf he's playing. Also, a guy who finished top 10 in every major last year, I believe, Tony Finau. We haven't heard a lot about him. Um, but, again, if last year we're, we're going off of uh, – I'm going off of the fact that he's the only golfer in the PGA Tour to finish top 10 in all four majors. So who's your sleeper? So, those are my two sleepers, Finau and oh, Kisner. Okay, you can give another no, sleeper. No, 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 no. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> pick one of them. I'll pick one of them. Give me some time. Uh, give me Kisner just because I saw him play better golf recently. Okay. All right. So you can throw in another sleeper no, there no, if you that's, want. No, that's okay. It was, it was a one. It's a one limit. Is Lucas Beergard even playing in the Masters? I don't know if he qualified. I don't think he qualified. If you make a not. putt, a 15-footer on 18 to beat Tiger in a match play event, you should get an automatic qualifier to the Masters. Rule change. That's my proposed rule change. This is the best week in sports I feel like of the year. We had the national title game last – first of all, the women's national title game on Sunday night. Shout out to uh, the Baylor Bears and Coach Kim Mulkey on a terrific season and a national championship. Monday night – Men's national championship, we already hammered home that. Virginia taking home the crown after losing to a 16 seed last year. And then you've got the Masters uh, Thursday to Sunday. And then on Saturday, the NBA playoffs start. Now, you have a vested interest in these last two days of the regular season because the Detroit Pistons are in a battle for the last playoff spot out east. Um, I think you're pulling up the standings here, but off the top of my head, I think they are currently in the eight spot. They're in the eight seed, and uh, they are one game up on the Hornets. 
um, for that eight seed with two games remaining. Um, talk to me about the Pistons, man. Are they are they gonna are they gonna make the playoffs? First of all, I went to their game against on, the Blazers, uh, March thirtieth, right? a Saturday night. Uh, they ended up winning one of the worst <laughs> basketball games I've ever witnessed live. Uh, sorry to say that. Uh, Blake Griffin didn't play with left knee soreness or right knee, whatever it was. Was not happy about that. That is one thing they need to change, man. I, I it's just you show up, you, you buy your tickets, you're excited to see these guys play. It's you tough. show up and then they're out, they're ruled out just for rest or something. But which I think it was just rest. It, it's tough it, because you want to balance. I mean, 82 games, you want to keep those guys fresh too. Um, for the Pistons, I think it's a little bit. Fresh. I agree with you. I agree with you more because the Pistons are trying to get a playoff spot. So Blake should be trying to be out there every night. They're battling for their playoff lives. But a team like like the Warriors are going to rest guys here these next two games. They've already got the playoffs locked up. I mean, that's um, understandable the last couple games of the year. But even during the year, I don't like that. I mean, if you're just resting to rest or limit minutes, just go out and play five, eight, ten minutes then if you want a little bit of a break. But at least suit up and play. You know, it, it just feels like guys are just – I don't like that at all. Anyway, my Pistons. Um, if they win tonight, I believe they they clinch they clinch a playoff uh, berth. Uh, they play the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. So if they can't get it done, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And it's at home. Well, they, they'll have the Knicks at Madison Square Garden tomorrow to close out the year as well. Yeah. So, so even if they lose tonight, I don't think they're out of it. They're not because there's still a game up on both uh, Charlotte and Miami. Um, but I mean, let's be honest. They play, they'll play the Bucks the first round, and be is there old. any shot they beat? If the If they Bucks? win a game, I'd be, I probably would be happy with that <laughs> because there's just no way. But they're not they 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 they're not playing that great right now. And here's here's the issue with the Pistons and friend of the show Joel Advina has been preaching this for years now. Is is they're swimming in mediocrity. If they make the playoffs, what they extend their season by a week, week and a half, and they don't, and they get the fifteenth or sixteenth pick. Um, I almost tend to agree with Joel. The Pistons might be in the worst spot you can be in in the NBA because they're not going to get a good enough pick to draft a franchise changer or um, trade it for a franchise player, and they're not competing for conference finals um like let's 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 look at this who's in a better spot as a franchise the new york knicks or the detroit pistons but part of that is no part of that's the the eastern conference has gotten a lot better the last year that's i mean and part of that question i new york's a bad example because it's new york and they can get free agents that's yeah so let's let's look at someone like, like minnesota yeah, or or someone like uh, the Bulls, the Chicago Bulls. Mm. Like I mean, that, it just depends. That's, on that's kind of the debate. Do you want to? It just depends. Now, maybe you can pull off the eight-one upset, but in all actuality, that's not all that likely. And the, yeah, and the Bulls have talent, but that's I don't. I wouldn't take anybody on their team. I'm not thrilled with Wendell Carter Jr. I'm not. I don't. Well, he's Zach been Levine's out for a while, okay. Yeah. But yeah. just looking at their talent and their, what their roster looks like, I'm not big on what they have. I mean, they got a good roster, but I just I. 
they, they need they need a lot of things and they've traded away so many assets to get just these massive contracts like Blake Griffin and, and they just don't have enough to, to win. It's they're caught in the middle. They're exactly where you just said they're caught yeah. in the middle. Um, let's look at the Eastern Conference uh, playoff picture here. It looks like everything is everything set pretty much. Uh, maybe Boston, seeds. maybe Boston and Indiana could uh, the four or five Good matchup joke. could flip flop, but it, I feel magic. like the I feel like the matchups are pretty much set. Well, correct. Nets and magic could the Nets and Magic too, could flip flop. So let, let's look at the first round matchups and uh, which as ones of as of right now. Uh, which one's the most intriguing to you? Milwaukee versus Detroit, uh, Toronto versus Orlando, Philadelphia and Brooklyn, or Boston and Indiana? I'd probably go Boston, Indiana. Just, I mean, Indiana's really tough, and Boston has had their struggles this year, so I'd probably look at that. But another good series, I think, could be Sixers and the Nets. That's I think, what I was going to say. I think they say. could overlook the Nets, and the Nets are playing really good basketball. The they, Net- play t- they play hard. Here's the thing with the Brooklyn Nets. They play hard. Um, they they play together, and you can't underestimate the fact that they have a go-to closer in the fourth quarter who has proven that he can take and make big shots with the game on the line in D'Angelo Russell. He's been um, terrific this year, candidate for most improved player in the league. I've really been impressed with his development in Brooklyn, and let's be honest, you're the Lakers right now. Yeah. You traded him away. I know that the Lakers and a lot of Laker faithful are high on Lonzo, but which guy would you rather have? Yeah, well, you I'd, know what I'd my take the are, I'd yeah. take D'Angelo Russell. I mean, he's playing phenomenal basketball. So I think that'll be that'll be that has the potential to be a good series. Philadelphia has the talent to where if they take them seriously and play their best, it can be a short series. But if Philadelphia doesn't play their best, look out, man, because Brooklyn's tough. Brooklyn's tough. So let's uh, let's move to the West now. Um, the Warriors have locked up the one seed. They'll be resting guys these next two nights. The Rockets are only a half game back of the two seed. Yeah. I did not realize that. They've they've made a great run late in the year. Um, let's take a look at the West. Let's do the same thing. Um, who, most, so who, oh, let me ask you this question. Okay. You're a big Warriors guy. Okay. Who who's the first? Who would you rather see in the first round? Who, who, what's the team you'd, you'd want to you'd play? From everything that the Warriors have said, they want to play the Clippers just because L.A. would be a short flight and easy travel for them. <laughs> um, the, but the Clippers play hard. They've got defenders. As far, they've got Patrick Beverly who can guard. Um, I think they trade away Avery Bradley, though, so they're a little bit different. Um, but they've got Landry Shamit, who can shoot. Shea Gilgis Alexander's a nice up-and-coming player. Montrez Harrell, I really like Gallinari. a lot. They've got Danilo Gallinari. Um, the Clippers are are not as bad of a basketball team as uh, as people thought they'd be this year. They're actually a pretty good basketball team. For me as a fan, I would want to see the Spurs. That's just me. And uh, the reason I say that is um, – and. Again, it's weird because Pop is such a terrific basketball coach, but the Spurs' best player is DeMar DeRozan, who can't shoot threes. Um, I feel like Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala and the Warriors' wings can take care of him. And then the Spurs' other go-to player is LaMarcus Aldridge, and I feel like Draymond Green and or DeMarcus Cousins and Andrew Bogut and Kevon Looney can do well enough on him. Um, So I would want to play the Spurs. 
I do not – if I'm the Warriors, I do not want to see the Thunder first yeah. round. That's one team I do not want to see. Shot. And as of right now, the Warriors have got a great if, – if the playoff picture holds up, they've got a great path to the Western Conference Finals because Houston as the three seed and the Thunder as the six seed, they'd play first round. One of them would get knocked out. And then the Warriors wouldn't see either of those teams and really only one of them until – the Western Conference Finals. But if one of those teams is seeds four or five or eight, then the Warriors could have to go through both Oklahoma City and Houston. I think that would make the road a lot tougher. So I'd, to answer your question, long story short, I would want to see the Spurs. I know they want to see the Clippers, though. Yeah, no, I think I completely agree with you. You hit, you hit that 1,000%. So. Um, talk to me about intriguing matchups, though. So as of right now, and, again, this could change a lot because the Spurs and Clippers are tied for 7-8, and eight, and the Thunder are only a half game up on those two in the, in the sixth spot. Um, yeah, it's, it's Houston and Oklahoma City right now. I, as a, I would agree. Their, their styles of play, and you got Russ going up against James Harden. That would be a great matchup. I think, uh, I think Portland-Utah could be a really good series too. And I think that one, is going, that one looks like it's going to hold up. Um, because Portland is no, that, that one. Portland's two and a half or a game and a half still, out of Houston, and Utah's two games back of Portland. So I think that one's pretty much set in stone. I think that could be a really good series too. Talk about a Nurkic guy, being out though. A guy that's having just a phenomenal year is this guy right here, Damian Lillard. I mean, he should be in the the MVP conversation. He should be. He's he's had a great year. He really has. Um, Part of the issue is he plays in the same conference as Steph Curry. Steph and Curry's not in the MVP conversation. I think he is. No, he's not. I think he is. I would put Lillard at three. I'd put Steph at three. No, absolutely not. And then Paul George at four. That's just go uh, look, go out the go, window. Okay, go look at Lillard's stats. Let's pull up his stat. He's averaging, what, 26 a night? As the number Steph's, one, Steph's, number yeah. one, number two, and number three guy. Yeah, he, that's and, it's him. And, and you know put, what? When they put on the whiteboard at, for the scout for the for the night of the game, and Damian Lillard, Steph's averaging more points as the, as the number two guy. And, it's easier. And really, he's Steph's turned into the number one. Durant's turned into a lot more of a facilitator. Um, it's easy. late in the year. It's easier. When you have guys, no, it's easier that you when can you get just more. T- it off, it's and easier. You can sit back for ten, five, ten possessions, and oh, I can just sit here. It's easier get when open you, looks when when they double them and they can kick it to me. I take a three. That's not how it works. They don't. Yeah. They don't double off Steph at all. So, number one, it's easier to put up those kind of numbers when you have the ball in your hands all game and you're getting up more shots. And the whole defense is, is swarming you to get the, the ball out of your hands because you're the guy that can score and facilitate. Do let's, everything. Let's look at shooting percentages. That, look at, still, look at shooting percentages. Let's look at efficiency. Okay, let's look at team record. Let, let's look at when the when Steph was out again. The, I go back to it every time. When Steph Curry was out, what happened to the Warriors? Five and six. As far as a Draymond and Durant. We're not talking about leadership. The team imploded. That's not that's not the only thing that goes into an MVP conversation. Yeah, but it's a I, to Nurkic me. Goes to out. me, it's a Nurkic part of it. Nurkic goes out. Do they disintegrate now? That's Nurkic. That's not Steph Curry. He's a top, he's top three player. Stop, top man. Three player. Come on. They got like. Come on now. Hey, that's like saying. That's Dame, like saying. That's like saying. Uh, Dame is, that's like saying Clay goes down and, and they're Dame, still winning at Dame the same is, right there. Dame is terrific. Dame's terrific. He, I'm not trying to take 20, that away. Twenty six a night, seven assists. Uh, 
Um, versus field goal percentage. I don't think they have field goal percentage. Oh, yeah. Uh, 45%. I mean, that's... And, and 37% from three. Now pull up, now pull up Steph's and here. He's, he's, he's got a 24 PER. I'm willing, I'm willing to bet a lot of money that Steph is shooting as around... As the number one As Steph guy. is shooting around 48% from the field and about 43% from three. Because he doesn't have three. the same amount of attention and, and emphasis. Steph Curry has the most attention on him on that entire basketball court. No, even it's, easy with, when even, you, it's easy when you have the, the two-times finals MVP. Even with Kevin Durant out there. No, they don't. They don't pay attention the to it because player, they know. The second best player in the world. They right know now. even if he double, even if they double Durant, they know even if they double Durant, he's going to pass it out and give Steph open looks like they said. So you they're can't like, double and not help. They're, they're letting Durant. They're letting Durant get his. They're not doubling off Steph Curry. They're helping off Draymond Green. That's who they're helping off of. It's easy when you you play with four other all. The entire it's scout, easy when you play the with four scouting other report starts with Steph Curry when it comes no, to the Warriors, and you can yeah, tell Dame is one, two, and three. You can tell that. Oh, you're telling me they don't pay attention to C.J. McCollum? He's I've been out. out. He's he's been hurt for the past 15 games. Okay, so when he's out there, they're still paying attention. And have to they him? still been winning without him? Not at the Can you name, not, not at name, the name some other guys that, that are productive players on on the uh, on the Trail Blazers? Blazers. Nurkic is out, and McCollum's been out. All right, you've got Al Aminu, you've got oh. Mo Harkless, oh, you've yeah, got yeah, yeah. you've got Zach Collins off the bench, Stop. you've got Seth Curry off the bench, Evan Turner. Let's get out of here. Look, Dame's been terrific, but he's second team. He's, he only, he's, he's only trails him by one point per game. He's he's second team All NBA. He's second team All NBA. Steph's first team. I'm just saying valuable. I'm not saying he's better than Steph Curry. I'm saying value to his team. But he is, but, he is more again, valuable to his team. Than Steph I disagree. Curry is. With with Steph Curry in the lineup, the Warriors are you take, the perennial. You take like, like it's you take them. Game? It's them in the field. You take you game? take Steph out of the lineup. They're five and six. Draymond and Durant okay. implode. Take, take Damian. Take take Lillard off of the Portland Trailblazers. What would the record be this year? It wouldn't be very good. Yeah, and here's take my, Steph here's off. My of their, argument. Take Steph off of their team. What, do they have a better record? They were a five hundred ball club. Do they have a better record though? Than the Blazers? If you see, if you take Steph and Dame off their teams, who has the better record? The Golden the, State still Warriors. The Warriors. So still who's the Warriors. more valuable to their team? It's still Steph though, because that's a it's a sliding scale. It's a sliding you're, scale. You're out of control. This is coming from the Golden the Golden State Warriors guy, and I, okay. I'm being objective because I'm not a Dame I'm, guy. I'm, have you ever ter- have you ever told me? I'm being objective too. You I'm giving me? you I'm giving you facts right now. Have you ever heard? I'm telling you that those guys, Durant. Clay, they, they Draymond, both have a 24 PR. Iguodala, Durant, Draymond, Clay, Iguodala, all those guys. When Steph went out, five and six. Early on in the season, team imploded. Early on, in the team season. imploded. Yeah, early on in the season, team sure. imploded. So that's what I'm saying. When Steph was out for an 11 game sample size, they went down the drain. Their team, they still they were, win. They, they were in shambles. They still win 45. 45 games without uh, Steph Curry. They still won 45 games without him. With Kevin Durant? Yeah, Mike they're Thompson. not a 50-win team. I'd say the Blazers with McCollum and Nurkic, they win about 35. That's a 10-win difference. Yeah, but what, what's a win difference now with both those guys in there? What's the Warriors' record right now? I'm, I'm looking for 56 and 24. I'm not, I'm not Where's uh, – go to the to standings. To go to the standings. This the Trailblazers are, are so so. We think it'd be about a ten win difference if you took both of those guys off the team. The Warriors have fifty six nope. wins right now with two games left. They to might play. get to thir- they, they might get to thirty five. Let's the Blazers. Let's, let's pull up the standings here. I'm trying to right now. The Blazers are. Um, they've won. I think they're like forty. 
It's a five-win difference. The Warriors have 56 wins. The Blazers have 51. But it looks like yeah, the – that's, that's with Dame doing everything. But here's so what I'm t- saying. Here's what I'm so saying. You lost, you here's what I'm that. saying. Here's what I'm saying. You okay. got to give him credit, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving him a lot of credit. He's been phenomenal this year. Here's what I'm saying. Yeah, five game, five game difference. Are you kidding if, me? If the Warriors, Without your your two, your second and third option for the past ten games. Okay, but that's five, ten five, games. Five the Warriors games. didn't have Steph for those eleven games. Yeah, but they and still so had Steph, Kevin Durant and Steph, they had Clay Thompson. That uh, that speaks to his value. The fact that they go five and six. Without him, when they still have those two guys, speaks yeah. to his value. Early on in the year? Every game matters. Uh, you can't tell. Damian Lord is more valuable to that team than Steph Curry's. That's just that's – just, No, I disagree. We'll agree to disagree. That is just, we'll agree to that disagree. Just, that was, I'm trying to think I, of another other word besides I give you, I give you, but it's not. It's, I, I, give, I give Lillard a lot of credit. He's been phenomenal this year, but – and again, take take my opinion with a grain of salt, because you know I'm biased. But a five game difference, and he's doing it all. I mean, he's been he's been great. We gotta we stop can, talking. We can about agree this. on that. He's been great. We can agree on that. Seth, we haven't done grinds my gears in a while. Do you have anything that's bugging you? I'm not gonna do grinds my gears. I actually have something pretty cool that that I wanted to talk about. But if you want to get, if you want to, there's been something that's been grinding your gears. I know that last segment probably did, but it did. Um. No, this has been imp- I, I don't have anything. We, this is a pretty impromptu session, so I didn't really think of anything. Here's you a, go and then let me think. Here, here's one. I'm not going to do uh, grinds. I saw a video on Twitter today, and it oh. was a Budweiser um, tribute yeah. to Dwayne Wade, and it was a uh, it was um, it was four people. Um, one of them was his mother. Um, one of them was a woman who Dwayne Wade paid tuition for when she couldn't go to college. Um, another one had a brother die in the Parkland shooting, yeah. and there was another guy that I can't remember his story off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the best things that I've ever seen in my life. Um, and it show it goes to show the type of guy Dwayne Wade is, and the fact that he understands that there are bigger things in life than basketball. And watching that video. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I, I was close to tearing up a little bit. It was phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. And Dwayne Wade, um, I really hope – I mean, I know you're hoping the Pistons make the playoffs, but if they do, that means Dwayne Wade will not make the playoffs. If they, if they don't make the playoffs, it better be the Heat making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't want to see – Because um, Dwayne Wade, if they don't make the playoffs, absolutely phenomenal career. Did so much for the sport of basketball, both on and off the court. And a salute to, in my opinion, the third best two guard of all time, and just a terrific basketball player, and from the looks of it, an even Probably better good. person. Yeah, a great, great, great opinions, great, great thought there. Um, yeah, you know what grinds my gears? More people aren't like Dwayne Wade. Yeah, everybody's just. I'm sorry, but everybody's about themselves in in these kind of days, and nobody's. Everybody's just trying to get theirs. They're trying to promote themselves via their social media and mo- pushing my brand, and it's a, like Antonio Brown right now. Yeah, that just grinds yeah. my there gears, you go. Yeah. man. That's like, one thing we didn't doing? hit on. Yeah, well, like you get traded, you get a fresh new start, and you're still t- you're still dragging you're dragging Juju Smith Schuster under. You're dragging uh, Juju Smith Schuster got a lot of fans Emmanuel, this weekend. Manuel Sanders. Yeah. I, Juju Smith Schuster got a lot of new fans this weekend because I mean he's just a college kid trying to get tips from a from a pro that he idolizes to help him get better and now Antonio Brown posts that DM on Twitter 
I don't get how he thinks that makes him look good, but I would. It's not about agree you, you, man. Yeah. It's not just a. It's it's. That's my gripe with social media. And, it's not a. Yeah. It's it, it totally and guys like changes du- what your view is and what's important to you. And guys like Dwayne Wade, um, they they have it figured out. And guys like that have it figured out, and he uh, get rid of the distractions and yeah. what's really important to you. And that's uh, Dwayne Wade. That's being a great guy and a great outstanding citizen that helps people. And yeah, that's what's about. Phenomenal. It's helping people. It's yeah, not about you. People helping people. It's powerful people stuff. People helping people. <laughs> so anyways Dwayne Wade salute um, that does it for this week's show we'll be back next week recap the Masters I'm hungry um, let's go get we'll, some we'll talk. we'll talk NBA playoffs and we'll look at the NFL draft because hey, the Lions quick, have some draft quick needs. up we, yeah, well yeah <laughs> I was thinking were about being hungry a, I was thinking you, about food and I was thinking oh, about how we, we went to Iowa and we are thinking about the yeah, five tiers yeah, yeah. of dining so, but we'll save that for we'll, the last we'll save, show or okay. the second whatever alright yeah so next Shout show, out there's, industries. Your, there's your little teaser. Uh, next episode, you will, uh, we will reveal the Dugan five tiers of dining for you to uh, uh, updated, cat- for edited, you, for you to categorize uh, the the restaurants that you love so much. Yeah. So, anyway, Seth, thanks for uh, thanks for talking sports, and uh, we'll catch you next time, guys. Later. Ooh.